Okay, I'll try not to be like too rambly and shit, uh, but that probably won't work. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 514 with a review of The Predator. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Garson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are uh, we are finally reassembling. Um, it's been a while since an episode has come out. Uh, there have been some uh, sicknesses, some work travels. Tonight, <laughs> we've been having technical difficulties that we were supposed to start recording two hours ago. Uh, but we survived. Steven is back. He's alive. Carson Patrick is rejoining us uh, for this episode because, of course, this is a Shane Black thingamajigger that we're talking about, and uh, Carson Patrick uh, definitely had to come back on for that. Um, but how, how are you doing tonight, Carson? Uh, pr- pretty well, thank you. Thank you for uh, slumming it with me this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like the, the past two months have been solely like critically acclaimed certified fresh movies and now we're just i'm I'm ending the streak i'm bringing bringing <laughs> us way back down 34 percent range um so yeah don't worry i'm sure next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming the fahrenheit 11 9 review or something <laughs> steven how, how you feeling not not great not great <laughs> I might be coughing a little bit in this episode. Um, yeah, so Chris alluded to sicknesses, and I have been sick now for three weeks and two days oh, and no. counting. Uh, I've also, in that time, gotten on an airplane four times, um, so that's not helping anybody. But here I am. I wouldn't miss the Predator for the world. It's, it's definitely not helping any of the people that were on the planes that <laughs> you were getting on either. Ask exactly. me if I wore a face mask when I went to Japan. Uh, did you? you? Did not. I did. Did you? Uh, yeah, I wore the face mask. I was polite. I was not infecting my neighbors. That's very, very considerate. Nice. Well, uh, speaking of considerate things, <laughs> how we talk about this super, super fun movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I apologize now up front, uh, you know, in case there's any movie-related outbursts. I don't know. I just feel like you gotta apologize now. <laughs> apologize <laughs> for the people listening ten years from now for the stupid things that have been said. And yeah, you don't want to become James Gunn. Oh no, you can't. Yeah, you gotta start. You gotta start being early about that. You know. But anyway, I apologize for nothing. I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> say everything perfectly right now. I yes, I am a uh, without flaws. On that note, what do you say we get into this episode, guys? Sure. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for The Predator, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? Like an alien, you mean? You saw something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you men? Someone or something tore them to pieces. 
think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every planet they visit. We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? So that was the trailer for The Predator. Um, it is a film, the latest film in the Predator franchise. Essentially, a uh, the film opens with a Predator crash landing on planet Earth. Some soldiers find some pieces of its armor, and uh, the Predator wants that armor back. So he goes on a little killing spree trying to get it. And uh, we get a bunch of exposition dumps about what predators are and what they do. And uh, yeah, and now we're going to talk about this film. So Carson Patrick, assuming you're going to be the one person to rain down praise in this film, why don't you start us off? I uh, had a feeling that would be the case. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I, well, of course, I don't think it should be any shock that uh, I had a a blast with this movie. It was it was just nonstop fun from from start to finish. Um I, I mean I was excited at the idea of Shane Black doing a Predator movie, obviously. Shane Black doing any movie is uh worth getting excited about, but um especially the fact that like he had a small role in the original Predator, uh now is gonna come back to like actually make uh do his like spin on it um and the fact that he was like teaming up with fred decker to write it and they wrote the monster squad together so that was just like uh the idea of that was pretty cool like the reunion of them uh and yeah i mean it it really feels like a movie it's probably the most like 1998 movie ever to be released uh, not in the year 1998, um, because it just has a. I mean, it just has the uh, the the feeling of a of a sequel that would have come out uh, shortly after uh, the second Predator movie in like the mid to late 90s. So I, I, everything about this movie is just like exactly what I would uh, have hoped for from. Um, a shade black predator movie. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in it. The, the overall tone was just like really silly and campy. Um, the cast was great. The, like all of the jokes and stuff, of course. Um, I mean, it really is just a fun blockbuster movie. Like this is what I would, uh, this is like what I want from these type of movies. Uh, obviously I knew like when I first saw it that this was not going to be a movie that would fly, uh, today just cause like it's so like from a different time. Um, but I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And, um, I think if you go in knowing that, I mean, if you go in knowing that it's going to be a Shane Black Predator, I feel like it delivers exactly on that promise. Um, so Feel, feel free to jump in and start, you know, taking a dump on it, whatever you want. <laughs> All right, Stephen, do you have to take a dump? <laughs> I, I do, but not related to this movie. Um, <laughs> so, 
Re- remember when we all watched The Guest, like, a few years ago? Yeah. And I was the one who could, like, I could see that it was doing some fun genre stuff, but I just, like, didn't... I was like, yeah, I see it, but I just don't care, right? Like, I, that doesn't make it fun for me. I think I've evolved a lot as a person oh. in the last few years, because... uh I had a lot of fun with the Predator. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to rave about it. Like, I, I didn't love, love, loved it. But I had, I had fun. Like, it, it was silly. It was throwbacky. It was like a classic creature feature. I mean, Carson like hit the nail on the head. It feels very '90s in its like joke formation and in its action and in, like the pacing of it. And like, it isn't. It isn't perfect. You know, not all of the throwbackness works. Like. I think Shane Black tried to throw back to, like, the cringy comedy of the 90s, too, and that was kind of, like, hit or miss for me, right? Like, Tourette's dude, combo about retarded people. Like, it all felt, like, very 90s in a way where, like, my audience wasn't laughing a whole lot. It was just kind of like, okay, I I see what you're doing. You know, you're referencing these older kind of movies. But I thought, I don't know, the action was, like, fun and goofy and very, very self-aware. And I thought the cast was, like, chewing scenery. Um I think it's also worth remembering. So I watched the original Predator on the plane ride back from Japan this weekend. <laughs> Predator is a weird fucking movie. <laughs> like <laughs> the pacing of the original Predator is like very trippy, and there are like sudden cuts to heat map scenes where like noises are just like <laughs> and, and things are like synthetically slowed down. Um, oh yeah, it's basically a slasher movie, but with a bunch of like buff army dudes on on like quaaludes or something like, like, like it's like a very it, it's a weird weird movie and this definitely hints at that a little bit like like there are definitely moments here where people die and like they do the kind of like frame rate altering slow down I, I felt like that was a little nod he was doing to the original um but i don't know i i had fun i there's almost nothing to say about this movie in terms of like the content of it but i had a dumb smile on my face i was very skeptical for the first like 15 minutes and as it went along, I was like, "Oh, we're we're just doing this. This is this is going to be the movie. Awesome, you know, I, I'm into it. So yeah, I'm, I'm in. Shoot me. I'm sure we're about <laughs> to get shot. Uh, well, oh no. <laughs> I, I for me, this film felt like a shoulder rocket to the face. <laughs> it's uh, I so so I liked about thirty three percent of this movie, um, and. I liked sort of the setup and the construct and like what they were trying to do with certain aspects of it. Um, I could see those little bits of humor that you guys kind of keyed into and enjoyed. But for me, to me, Chinese, the one thing I care about is world building. And I feel like in this film, they go out of the way to just have characters exposition dump supposed world building that they would not actually have knowledge of. Um, and it's, it's just there, there's, there's just weird things that people say, like, huh, some people say this, and then, like, an hour later, they're like, huh, this, and then you're just like, what? Just, why, why are you, what is the leap that your character is taking to arrive at this point, right? Like, the ship crashes, and they're like, oh, maybe this is a good predator, <laughs> but it's still, like, murdering people left and right, and I, and I feel like the way the characters look at what's happening or... You know, oh, this predator has blah, blah, blah DNA in it. I'm going to make all these conclusions based on this one little piece of fact, having been in the room for five minutes and act as though this is true knowledge that I have. And I just there was something that really annoyed me about trying to follow the the through point of the narrative in this film and watch the characters try to 
learn about predators and what they're doing. And it's like, I don't really need that. Like, I'm, I'd be happy if this was just a slasher film where a predator crashed land on the, pl- the, the planet and then people had to take it down. But instead, we, like, get this weird backstory and setup for future movies and all these things that don't really make sense. And I think that they dumb down what should be a film that I can't really complain about because it's just an alien slashing things up, which would be fun. Um, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's the experience of watching this film is a thing where I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of like the idea of the one guy who survives and witnessed all this stuff being put with a bunch of crazy people because like the military is trying to discredit his sighting. And by putting him in a group of people who would have just thought weird shit was happening anyways, nobody will believe him. Like I, I'm fine with those kind of sets up, but like the, like the loonies or whatever they're called, like they don't, they're not fun. <laughs> they're just sort of. Guys making really dumb jokes. <laughs> That's like every Shane Black movie. You're not a fan, bro. I'm no. I, I've never claimed to be a, a fan. Like I, I, I really. Yes. It was a surprise to me that I loved uh, the good guys or whatever the movie was called. The nice guys. Nice guys. Um, like I, I, I went into that film not expecting much. Of like Carson's gonna love this movie. I'm gonna hate it. And I saw that and I was like, holy shit, this film is fucking fantastic. Um. And I didn't walk into this going like, oh, I need a certain tone from it. I just walked into it going like, all right, cool. Like that first trailer that came out was genuinely really, really good. Um, They obviously just edited some bullshit together because um, they definitely made it seem like the kid was controlling the ship with by holding that little thing that pops out of the arm piece. Um, But like it it was just like a thing where I'm like, okay, okay, cool. I see what you're doing. Um, And then every time a scientist or a government agent, or anybody who spoke with authority on the subject said something, I was just like, where did you get that information? And what what are you doing to know that? And it just, it felt, it felt frustrating to watch this movie try to be smart and clever, but then just be like, you're just making shit up now. And it doesn't work for me. The, there's something nice about them just doing away with all that. And uh, like Sterling K. Brown's character just knowing kind of being an all-knowing guy and uh i just like kind of jumping right in and never like letting up uh, in terms of the pace just keep it keeps going going and going and then what i was gonna say earlier was about like how at the end there's no real like world ending you know that's it that's another just aspect of why it feels like a uh, a throwback aspect, I guess, because it uh, there's no real like world ending scenario that they have to stop. It's uh, pretty contained to just uh, you know themselves and the location that they're in. Yeah, like I I would be totally fine with the self contained nature of it. I mean, we we've talked um, we've talked about like the one thing that was good about the first Thor film is that it was just yeah. like Thor and these bad guys crash on this little fucking town in the middle of nowhere and it just all exists there and nobody really knows what's going on. Like, that's fun. They could do that with a Predator. But, like, they try to just make stakes that aren't... I don't know. It just felt weird that it's like... I I still don't know why they think the Predator was bringing something to the planet. Like, nothing in this entire film communicates that other than character goes like, huh, you know what? I think this is a nice Predator. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's cheeseball, right? Like, it's for sure true. It, it isn't like building intrigue over what the Predator wants. Yeah, I think they were just assuming that you, it's like, well, they already know what it is, so. The audience, that is. 
we already we are already accustomed i, I just liked how like hamily evil the bad guys were in this movie <laughs> um i also like the i thought the violence was pretty silly right like the way characters like get like knocked out one at a time like it definitely comes in like a rush of mayhem that does does not give a fuck at all about like the sanctity of their character or whatever yeah yeah Oh no! Like even the, I mean, even like the the CGI and stuff felt like <laughs> it felt like late nineties CGI, <laughs> especially when that predator dog like exploded and turned into like green guck or goop. I was like, that was pretty funny. So, so, so to illustrate my point, I want to read you the description of this film from Twentieth Century Fox oh. on IMDb. Says when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal, lethal hunter's return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. None of that's in the fucking movie. Well, I mean, that is yeah. It's not about the end of the human race. <laughs> no, I sure. mean that's true. No, none of this. The boy doesn't trigger his return. Yeah, he does because when he when he turns on the the mask, yeah, the, the helmet turning on the mask alerts the it alerts the super the predator, predator who's hunting to recognize where the other predator was because remember it, in that, the very the predator already crashed a ship on earth yeah no, the first bro, predator, predator. the first the og if, predator if the predator would have turned on his own mask it would have triggered the same thing correct yeah but he no. didn't turn on his own mask because he was he unconscious in the lab like I'm, I'm yeah, just because saying, like, but his, I think mask, his mask had a beacon. Oh, wait, and hold he wasn't on, hold on. It. His mask, but, his mask got shipped to Jacob Tremblay, and he's the one who turned it on, and that activated the the super predator was chasing the was chasing the OG predator, like the '80s predator. Remember, they're having that big remember. they're having that big chase in space, and he goes through like a wormhole and escapes the super predator. The, Did you not the see mask, that? The, where, the was mask. the waiters at the fat house in the way or something? First of all, first of all, I didn't see it at the fucking fat house. Oh, Second okay. of all, AMC stubs. This film, oh, this film opens it with it going through a wormhole and going to Earth. You are correct. It crashes yeah. an entire fucking ship with other electronics on it on the planet. He gets knocked unconscious and his helmet gets knocked off. Uh, this guy uh, takes the mask and goes away with it, and the boy turns it on. If he wouldn't yeah. have been unconscious, he would have stood up. Took, taken his own mask and put it back on, turning it on, and thus would have also brought the like the boy just happens to be put on the mask, but the predator would have put his mask on too. He didn't go like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I landed on a yeah, planet. Let J- me take off my helmet so the guy well, like, can't find me again. Like it, he would have arrived Tremblay anyways. Was, but Jacob this Tremblay film establishes it? a specific reason why that predator was coming to the planet. So he was already coming to the planet. Uh, Chris, regarding regarding the <laughs> crashing airplane, uh, ever heard of uh, stealth mode? Um, well, first of all, stealth <sighs> modes don't work when you're crashing. I rest my case. No, but also, I, I don't remember. So that the helmet was on him, and it forcibly was knocked off. That was established. I just well, saw it, it, like, it. Was the helmet? The dude pick it, it was up. the helmet and his arm bracelet thing. Yeah. Um, and Jacob Tremblay was messing around with both of those, and. His like autisticness, he was like super smartness. He was able to like you know crack the code or whatever, and was like messing around looking at it. And like in doing that, he somehow activated it, triggered the you know the other the super predator who was chasing him. Like he was like, oh, now I know where he is. Like that kind of shit. I mean, this is like pretty easy to follow. I the, mean, this is predator, not like Inception predator, or something. No, I I followed it. My point is that that's not what was happening. 
Like, this predator escaped to Earth for a specific reason. The big predator was hunting that predator for a specific reason. All those things happen whether or not Joseph Tremblay exists. Like, it, Joseph it's, Gordon Tremblay. Jacob, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. Um, it doesn't matter. He's terrible in this film. <laughs> um, but it, it just, I, I, it just, it, that's not the movie. That is not a description of this film. I, I, I think it, film. I think it still is. But sure. I mean, and, I think they don't save the world, but I don't, I couldn't care less. But I the think it's not, the, the, the emphasis is clearly not on the plot. The emphasis is on like, you know, the, the silliness of, and the, the, you know, the sheer like silliness and camaraderie of all the characters and stuff. I, I do want to know what it was like when this, this premiered at, was it Toronto or Telluride? It was at one of them. Um, I Toronto. wonder what like a bunch of like film critics getting ready for like a big premiere <laughs> if they got what they expected when they saw this movie. Well, there were some people it was like, well, I think the the reaction to this movie has I mean it's been pretty negative, but there were obviously people who like went in like either as Shane Black fans or knowing and they were like, "Okay, yeah, like I got what I came for." But then there was obviously the the usual critics who were just like, oh, that was a that was a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, that was to be expected, though. I mean, it's just not a movie that it's just not a type of movie that would that would be, you know, that film Twitter. Like, that's just not the movie that they are down with, you know, because <sighs> it's too silly. I mean, it's not serious enough. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I, I want to ask Carson, maybe maybe you touched on this already. Do you think, are you in the Tremblay-sance now? Oh, yeah, I was just going to, because Chris just said he was terrible, and I actually liked him in this movie. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I've famously stated on here that I thought he was annoying as hell in Room, and just, you know, but since then, I feel like he's been slowly winning me over, and I don't know if that's just because there's so many other, like, terrible kid actors. Like, I know Chris will will get this like remember those kids in a simple favor like they made Tremblay look like Leonardo DiCaprio like it was insane like I, I don't know if it's that's just because like the, they were fine the, they were supposed to be annoying no, kids oh those little kids like ah, oh man that was like nails on a chalkboard that was um, like literally the whole point of their character but yeah but they weren't good at acting annoying they were just being annoying it was like ugh. Anyway, I don't know if it's just because, like, there's so many of these other kid actors are just so bad that uh, that Tremblay in the in the last couple movies I've seen him in, like, he's just, I don't think, comes off better. But, no, I mean, I, I liked him in this. At first, when they cast him, I was like, oh, great. Like, he's going to ruin the movie. But, uh, no, I mean, I thought he fit in totally fine. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I am apathetic. I'm I'm apathetic to to Tremblay in this movie. I will yeah. say I like him better than the girl in Geostorm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like he Yeah. He he is playing like a very cheesy role. And so yeah, it's it's like bad acting, but it's like everybody is doing bad acting. I mean, yeah, I mean I thought everyone like the casting all across the board was like really well done. Like everyone has like you know, really, except for maybe uh, Theon Greyjoy, he pretty much gets nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was an odd one. Like even watching the movie again, I was like, man, he really like they really didn't need his character in this. Uh, I don't even remember when he no spoilers 
ceases to be in the movie. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I yeah, I. I don't remember either. Well, there would be moments where he would, they would like cut to him, and I was like, oh yeah, he's like in this. <laughs> Does he get the helicopter? He ha- he's he goes with them, I think, to get the helicopter. Yeah. And is he reek at that point, or is he like his own <laughs> self? <laughs> I just assumed that he was going to end up killing John Wick's dog before the oh, movie was over. But... He's going to kill one of those predator dogs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought people were people were ragging on the predator dogs. I was like, really? Like. You're, that's where you're gonna go, predator dogs. Like, okay, like they had those in fucking Predators, the Adrian Brody one. They had like predator dogs in that. Nobody cared about that. I don't know. <laughs> too too many flashbacks to the Hulk dogs from back in the Eric Bana Hulk days. I, I I somehow spared myself from saying that one. Oh, okay. oh you're you're in luck. <laughs> Although I feel like that movie deserves a, a rewatch now. I feel mm. like it's it maybe has come back around. Um, Isn't that is that one listed in the canonical MCU? There, there's one weird no. one that's listed there that uh, like shouldn't be given. Who is like it wasn't it's the, the Russell Ed Norton one. one. Oh, Norton, the yeah, Ed yeah. Norton, yeah, the Edward Norton yeah. one is is in the yeah yeah. No, I was gonna say was that like the 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 score in this movie is like really like I wasn't expecting like. I was just like, all right, it's going to be, like, typical action score. But, man, it was so good. It was, like, exactly like some Amblin 90s movie. Like, the second it started, I was like, oh, shit. This just made me feel even more uh, 90s. Uh, but going back to something that, Stephen, you said, like, way uh, when you when you first started talking about the movie was um, how, like, the original Predator... Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's pretty trippy. Like, but I feel like it's like very 80s, like, right? It's like very macho and like sweaty, like just right. full of like, <laughs> like, it's like. Also but, anchored by like very bad acting. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I feel like, like most, a lot of movies in the 80s were like that. They were pretty like unconventional by today's standards. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. But also, like, I feel like a lot of franchises that started in the 80s, like Predator and, like, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or even Batman, like, I feel like they started off, like, you know, serious, and I serious as in, like, an 80s way, so, like, semi-serious. But then, like, you know, once they... Like, once they got into different decades, like, they, they got sillier and sillier, like, right? Like, once you got to, like, uh, you know, nine. You know, Batman is Batman and Robin. By you know, by then it was like it became like it gradually became sillier, like with each decade. And I feel like that's if this was like actually the third Predator movie to come out right after Predator Two. Like I feel like that would be completely. It would be the completely the same. It would feel like right at home because. That's just Do you think like it would the, be this funny though? Like this has a kind of like scream aspect, right? Like it's kind of like goofing on its own genre. Yeah, no, I mean, because like you know, if you go back and watch any of the you know movies that he wrote from the nineties, eighties, and nineties, like they still hold up. Like they're still funny. Like I think that since they're not really making cultural or like pop cultural references and stuff, like that it, it holds up better. 
Um, I, I just feel like this is this is doing the 90s thing to a degree at which it's like also joking about the 90s thing. Like, like it's also like doing it well, but I, I just feel like it's maybe more self-referential than I would I would yeah. expect, which is fun. Like that was a lot of the fun I had with it was the like the playfulness well, I mean, I of think like that going there. I think that Shane, yeah, yeah. I know, but I just think Shane Black can't help himself. Like, I think no matter what, he loves, he likes 80s action movie tropes and will continue to use them legitimately or put his spin on them and subvert them. Um, because I think he he just likes them. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if he, that's what he came up making movies and stuff so it's like well like you know he just stuck with that um and obviously you know most movies these days don't follow that anymore so it feels it feels throwback now and like most people have kind of turned their back on those type of movies um and then you know like what i was gonna say about like the nice guys it's funny because obviously that was like very well received critically and stuff um, and it was almost kind of like, oh, like Shane Black is like, you know, he's finally doing like a mature, like adult, t- more of mature adult type of movie, you know? And it's like, no, like Shane Black is just still the like, you know, he's still the Wolfman got, has got Nards guy. Like he, he, like he'll forever be that guy. Like, I don't think it was any shock that like he just turned around and made, made a Predator movie with that was like this, you know, like. Uh, like, I think he's always going to be that, that guy, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I do, I do want to say a few things in, like, a, in spoilers, because, um, I think I, I don't know, I can't remember if I told you or not, but, like, I saw the movie way back at a, like, the very, very first test screening that they had, like, back in November of last year. So it's been like almost a year and like there was one, there was a couple things in that, that they, that were different from the final movie, um, that I want, and then we can gauge like whether Chris thought it was better or worse. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, there was they, just they some just things the in there. I'm like, obviously there's like, no, been a lot of reports online this. that, like the, the, that they did like all these reshoots and. And they changed, like, the entire movie. It's like, no, the movie was pretty much the same, like, when we saw it back then. There was just this one kind of chunk at the end. There are a couple of things that they, like, took out that I thought was, like, um, I don't know why, but, um, like, they're not really spoilers. Like, the one was, um, there's a reference to... Pedophile. <laughs> well, they took that out, yeah. Um, what, which, was that in the test screening that you saw? Yeah, that was in there. Well, because, like... So that, I remember because, like, when they said they were cutting it out, I was like, well, that was a pretty, like, needless scene anyway, other than to just establish, like, Olivia Munn, her character. Um, but, like, <laughs> when I saw the final movie, and it's, like, the the shot of the school, and you can see Olivia Munn sitting on the bench, and then just cuts to her standing, like, turning around, I was like, okay. Like, I kind of wish they had, like, they had figured that out, like, a couple months before and then gone back and reshot it with somebody else. Like, so at least they had like something there. So it wasn't like such a, like a jarring like, cut, you know, but like Christopher Plummer, whatever. Yeah. Chris, to... Christopher Plummer comes in and he's walking his dog. 
um, yeah, I mean, that was the whole scene is that he was walking his dog and she had her dog with her and then he tries to hit on her and she's just like, no, like, fuck you. And like, gives him some comeuppance and then he like walks away and then that's it. And then those, those guys show up and they're like, Hey, like we need you to come see the predator. Um, yeah, but the, there was that, there was one, there was, um, well, there was one joke that, well, there are two jokes actually. I don't know why they cut out, but cause they were really funny. Well, actually I know why on the other one, but so like the, there was like that reference to Keegan Michael Key, like having a Tootsie roll, and um like there was a shot of it at the end right and like yeah. so when boyd holbrook first gets on the bus with all of them like so in the movie he gets on he just gets on the bus but like it was supposed like originally he like he he sees keegan michael key like throw the tootsie roll wrapper out the bus window and then he comes in and there's a there's like a fake it's like a tootsie roll like he fashioned the tootsie roll into a turd and he put it on the floor and then uh boyd holbrook sees it he picks it up and eats it because he knows that it's a tootsie roll because he saw him throw the wrapper out the window when he walked in and so they're all like oh he ate it like they're so that was like i don't know why they took that out but especially (laughs) since at the end they had the they had the reverence to like ah coil and his tootsie rolls I'm like what the like that wasn't even in there i don't know but um oh and then the other great thing was so like trevante rhodes had that line right where he says oh like do you know Whoopi goldberg is it's basically alien Whoopi, you know that line yeah that, that was one of the best lines yeah yeah what yeah definitely one of the best lines so like later in the movie when the super predator shows up and he like busts through the basement um a jake of the of jacob tremblay's house right and he kills like that one dude he kills like all the government dudes and he kind of like goes over the computer and he like finds like where they are or whatever well so like the next shot was supposed to be like he walks over and the the tv's on in the background and it was supposed to be well when we saw it, it was a clip of the view and it was whoopee on the view and he like looks at it and gives like a like a knowing you know like glance <laughs> Um, so, but they, so they were going to put like a clip from like a a Fox movie in there. Um, but then they ended up cutting it out. Hmm. Yeah. Now I think I I can't decide if this is cringy or not, but I, I had a, like, I like what you did there moment. And that's the get to the chopper callback. Oh yeah. It was cringe worthy. (laughs) It was cringe Well, then there was also, there was also Olivia Munn going, you are a beautiful motherfucker. Hmm. Uh, when she's in the lab, you know, mm-hmm. instead of your ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, they were like kind of, kind of a little cringy. I don't know. I, I thought they were fine. Like it was kind of funny. They were like kind of sending it up when they, when he sees like the choppers, like the motorcycles. Ah, that was funny. See those kind of jokes though. Like it only makes sense if those characters if if like this Chris's world building the show, <laughs> no, but it only makes sense if the characters exist in a world where the Predator film exists. There's supposed they to be, be a fourth it, wall, right? No, like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense that like they would, eat, like why would they say that? 
Like, uh, no, I, why would dude, anyone violate the fourth wall in a movie? <laughs> I will say that you know, I have made that argument before, like when we talked about Ghostbusters and Total Recall remake. And sh- I can't believe you made a plot-related argument before. <laughs> but like, also, also, hold on. I, I get why what you're those saying. Bikes there is everyone at the military base just uh, like a Harley rider? Yes, like they <laughs> clearly they are. <laughs> like it, it just, it's, it's too obvious that they're only there for the joke to happen. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's why it's a joke, I guess. I mean, I agree with you that that kind of, like, breaking the fourth wall, that kind of shit usually is annoying. Like, how, like, you know, it, it's like, it's like, who are they doing it for? But in this case, it was funny because it's almost like they were, like, sending up the... The fact that they like they knew like it fit with the whole movie. It was like, yeah, we know we're doing it. Like, fuck you, type of thing. Yeah, it just, it just felt like they're like, we're, we're gonna get to the chopper. They're like, whoa, what if there were multiple choppers? Whoa, what if the choppers were like motorcycle choppers? Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it was. I just when it happened, I was like, oh. it was the inception <laughs> of jokes. <laughs> yeah, but anyways. So did you actually have things you wanted to talk about in spoilers, Carson? Or was that conversation the spoiler conversation? No, no. I was going to tell you um, – I was going to tell you what – how it actually uh, – what actually went down in the third act because I think – because the first time we saw it, Sarah and I were like – we immediately were like, okay, the movie's going to have like a 30%, which it does, 34. <laughs> we're like, no one's going to really like it. They're like, they're especially not going to like blank because I like described it like I described it early on like or I, when I saw it, I described it to my brother as like it's basically the the Mandarin twist in Iron Man 3, but for almost the whole movie in the way that like they're taking the franchise of Predator, the mythology of Predator and just like completely twisting it, you know, um, I, I want to hear this. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, let's let's go ahead and do the normal episode closeout, and then we can go and have spoilers. Um, so for now, let's get to verdicts. Carson Patrick, if you're going to give this a must-see, record with a caveat, wait for until pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, it's a definite must-see. Uh, I mean, like, this is, like, just a completely fun movie. When I went to see it, you know, done over the weekend, I, like, I... I was still a little bummed at like some of the things they cut out, but not it didn't damper any kind of fun that I had. Like this was still like a completely Shane Black movie through and through. I'm not gonna go and start saying you know like hashtag release the black cut or whatever like <laughs> for Justice League. You know, uh, it's not it's nothing. Well, technically, you already saw the black. I cut, did right? see the black so cut. You don't care. Uh, it is the better version, but this movie, it's not like they compromised it. I mean, it's, he had to, it's not like he had to compromise. Um, it still feels like the full Shane Black experience. So, uh, but yeah, man, like I like when I went to see the movie again, like when I saw it in the theater, um, there was this dad who brought like his, I don't know, like nine or ten year old kid with him. Like they're in line behind us, and I was like, oh man. This kid's about to have his mind blown. Like it's gonna be like his favorite movie ever. Um, Did he cry? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I, I, he probably was like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> Who knows? He probably, I, I, I hope this little nine-year-old boy just yelled, "Fuck!" This oh, movie I hope he end. did. I'm sure he has like major thoughts on like the DC universe and stuff. Like, oh, 
Suicide Squad. That Do- is doesn't super Jacob sucked. Tremblay get an insult like that out in this movie? Like he shouts like a jarring insult. Yeah, at the he, he tells Sterling K. Brown. Um, he's like, "Don't go fuck yourself," because he was talking about like mm, reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best moment in this film. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite. I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like when you didn't like when he uh, shot the dude with the predator mask. Like that was pretty awesome. Sure. <laughs> oh come on, Grump, I mean, grumpy it was old fine. man. It was fine. I didn't. I didn't like stand. I, I up wanted and it to delve on that myself. a little bit more in the kind of like a. Why, why am I completely blanking on the, uh, what the, the Anne Hathaway movie last year where she's like accidentally controlling? Oh, colossal. Oh, yeah. colossal. Yeah, I kind of wanted to dwell on that. Like, kid is like accidentally like doing a bunch of devastating harm to his uh, his little neighborhood. <laughs> bit more but you know the one shot was okay i like the idea of him putting it on to go trick-or-treating that was fun yeah the second movie where he wears like a big mask to go trick-or-treating right <laughs> or in wonder is it trick-or-treating or something else doesn't think, he wear like a big like astronaut helmet are you talking about oh, yeah, all the time are you talking about wonder <laughs> yeah yeah oh. yeah i would give this movie a recommend with a caveat um I did not have like an absolute blast. I thought there were definitely, th- I, th- I thought there were things where he did not go as far as I would have wanted. Like it, it was very goofy, very cheesy, and it almost felt like his uh, his goal was to like crank that up just enough, but not crank it up to the point where it's like so zany that that becomes the point. And I think I would have wanted it to be in in Carson parlance a little bit more like cokey, like like steer into that a bit more. Um, but I had fun for what it was. Like it felt very throwbacky. It was enjoyable. I hadn't gone to the movies in a while because I've been sick for so long, and this was not a bad movie to uh, return to. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it got a bump for being the only thing you've seen. In, <laughs> I mean, I like, saw like eight things weeks. on airplanes too, so it was also the biggest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, my appreciation of this film is the exact percentage of the rating for oh. this film. <laughs> <laughs> which is super, super low. Um, I'm going to give it a pass with a caveat. Uh, the only caveat is that these schmoes over here seem to like it. Um, so maybe you guys will too. Um, yeah, I just, I just thought it was, um, I, I just thought it was really dumb. The story they tried to give it when it could have just been a fun slasher movie. And instead they tried to like be clever and do things that don't really, doesn't really amount to anything and just sets up sequels that who knows whether or not we're actually going to oh, get. We're hell um, no. We're not getting that. First of, first of all, this movie didn't make enough money. Secondly, Fox is becoming Disney soon, so like they're definitely not going to make that. So, like, yeah, they, but I mean, they're going to be able to make some like Disney Infinity toys with predators problem. on them. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because like they're they like want it. They like want to make more clearly, but there was that article that came out that said like any Fox movie that isn't in production by January is just going to be canceled. So. Um, they could put it into production by January. I mean, this script, they could just reuse uh, it again because it doesn't make any fucking sense. True, but uh, I don't think that's, that's going to happen. When is Disney going to acquire The Hound so they can start making movies again? Fox and The Hound. Fine. <laughs> Good one. All right, oh, so let's man. close out the regular part of this episode, and then we can get the spoilers. Carson Patrick, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, hi, Tabby. You can find me... Uh, trying to shoot my cat away um and that's about <laughs> it so 
<laughs> Steven and I just looked at each other like, what the fuck is he referencing? I thought you were, like, calling out a listener that you... <laughs> oh, no. Yes, uh, obviously. Shout out to Tabby on Letterboxd. I don't know. <laughs> you know. All right, well, Stephen Miller, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller, sdavidmiller.com, or at Letterboxd commenting on Tabby's reviews of... Uh, <laughs> It's just all reviews of of, of Jared Leto and Blade Runner. <laughs> Rat race, ratatouille. <laughs> I don't know what Tabby was referring. <laughs> Nip tuck, the cat. <laughs> Aristocats. <laughs> well, people, if they want to hear me complain about this movie more. <laughs> you can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash Christopher. Are you gonna do a blog you post? I, I, no. Oh, man, but come on, <laughs> dude. We need a follow-up. You can't just end on the Air Buds or whatever. The, what were they? Uh, <laughs> as that soon doesn't as I find sound right. <laughs> Air Buds. If you can write about your cat, I can write about my dog, Air Buds. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got too many uh, movies now. <laughs> uh, when we get to spoilers, we can talk about the stuff that I would write in his blog post. Um <laughs> But anyways, you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so in Overcast, in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Predator, so hopefully you're enjoying that. That music is playing now. We're going to let that kind of fade up, and then when that music fades back down, we will be in full-blown spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie, then... I mean, just listen anyways, because... <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. I mean, yeah, it it's, it's doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> um, all right, so we are going to do that... Let the music play. All right, so we are back. This is spoiler territory. It's the after part of this review of The Predator. Um, we're going to be talking full-blown spoilers, so get ready for that. Uh, Carson Patrick is going to run us through some of the stuff in the original cut of the film. Uh, we're going to talk about different things, maybe. Um, so, yeah, Carson, do you want to just start us off? Okay, I'll try not to be, like, too rambly and shit, uh, but that probably won't work. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so, like, at the end of the movie, right, in the third act, basically from when they get onto the 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 news helicopter with our gals or whatever it was, um, and they fly in... Uh, and they have the big shootout next to the spaceship. And, um, and then they, like, continue the shootout into, like, the forest, right? Um, so basically from that, from the heli- getting on the helicopter up into, up right up until the uh, point where the three guys all jump on top of the ship. Um, so originally that, like, 20-minute stretch or whatever... That was like the big thing that they changed because clearly everyone on the comment sheet was like, fuck this. Um, so like, <laughs> I, 
I the details are a little fuzzy too. I can't remember. First of all, I just want to say like when I saw this movie, you know, like when you go like you go to a test screening, there's always that guy that comes out and they're like, "You're one of the first audiences to ever see this movie." And usually you're like, "Yeah, thanks." Thanks for trying to make us feel special. <laughs> right? You know, they like they always say that even though it's not, you know. But like this time they weren't lying, man. Like this was like the roughest of rough cuts. Like I've never seen a movie in such like rough shape before. Like like we're like none of the effects were done. We were either watching like previs <laughs> or like guys in like on stilts or in, you know, suits. Uh or you not like not like the actual suit like the OG Predator was in the in the lab and stuff, but like like the guy like a guy wearing a predator head with like balls on it and shit like that. Um and like there was like like uh like all like basically all the action scenes were like animated storyboards so that was like fucking weird and like you could see all the wires when people are jumping and the predators like throwing guys and um like and then they did this like really weird thing where like they didn't have like all the shots yet or they knew they were going to go back and reshoot certain scenes so like there'd be like two characters talking and then it would just like freeze on their face, but the dialogue would continue over. And I was like, what? why do you think they had this test screening when I, it was so early? That, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't, that's what I, that's what we said after the movie. I was like, I can't believe they showed, they showed it in this form because it's such, it was such a rough cut. It was like a negative rough cut. Like it was like, it looked like they had just stitched something together to show it. And I was like, I don't know what the point of showing it would be because I feel like if you're not like just to a random audience member, random moviegoer, like they're going to be so confused, you know, like even, Mm -hmm. even giving them the heads up in the beginning, like the movie's not finished, like that still doesn't prepare you like for, you know, for, you know, things that are not there. Like it it really like throws off all the, the pacing of the movie because like, Obviously, in the finished movie, the movie just flies by. And I remember thinking when we first saw it, I was like, man, this is a really long movie. But that was only because, like, you kept getting pulled. It had freeze-framed for the last, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, you, like, you kept getting pulled out because it would, like, it would cut to, like, it would cut to, like, real footage. And then it would cut to, like, footage of Boyd Holbrook, like, hanging, like, in front of a blue screen. And it, like, wasn't even part of the movie. Like, you could just hear people going, action, cut. And you're just like, what? But it would, like, do that. It would be only for, like, a second, right? And then it would go back to, like, the movie. Like, it was so weird. It was, like, it, it was, like, constantly jarring, right? Like, like the, the best is when, like, people would, like, jump and they'd still see, like, the mats and, like, the C-stands, like, holding up things to, like... I was, like, it, it makes you appreciate, if anything, it made me appreciate what goes in, the effort that goes into these movies. Like, it made me appreciate that more because, like... It's like a small miracle that the movie went from that to what you saw in the theater. Like, I don't even know how they went. Like, it looked like fucking, like, amateur hour, like, you know, fucking White Saw or something. And then it went to the Predator (laughs) in theaters. Extremely niche reference. Um, But yeah, like, it was so crazy. So that didn't help things, right? Like, to a random audience member, I would imagine. Like... Obviously, since we knew it was Shane Black and everything, like the humor was still coming through, and 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 everything. Um, although sometimes it was weird. Like I don't know about you guys, but like 
like the the haunted mansion joke like when olivia munn comes into the the compound right like that didn't get any laughs and i was like that was that was pretty funny come on it got like a low roar chuck, chuckle from my oh, theater did you get a how, did, how did the whoopee joke do in the test screening um i so, i feel like it didn't oh in the test screening yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh the whoopee joke that one didn't land either for some reason well because they probably like did, could they see the predator very well in this cut that's why i'm wondering no like, so could, would it even be a funny reference if you haven't been like looking at the predator yeah, but, <laughs> but i feel like if you're there for like if you know who whoopee yeah. is and you know what the predator is like somebody says the joke and you don't have to see the movie to be like oh, i get it yeah. well <laughs> right? i mean so the the <laughs> The eight, the original Predator that's in the beginning, right? When he's in the lab, like the, the OG-looking Predator. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all there. Like, that was just a guy in, in the actual Predator suit. So, like, that was that was there. Like, we saw that. That wasn't previs or anything. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff with the Super Predator was obviously previs. So, we didn't really get a good idea. And the Predator dogs and stuff. Like, sometimes it would be, like really like hilarious previs and then like sometimes it would be just like a guy like on like little like stilt things like walking around on four legs you know um so yeah like but but like the the original predator like when they're in the lab and like all that stuff in the beginning like that was there so like obviously like if you know the movies you know what he looks like and and then if you didn't know the movies you obviously saw him in the flesh in that beginning part but it could have just been a thing where it was like, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, like that. And then when and then when they had that that clip of the super predator seeing her on the view, like that was like it still didn't seem to register. It was like, okay. Um but anyway, that was just all big setup to say like it was a it was a weird, weird viewing experience. Um but so hold, hold on a second. did I did I miss what you said or is there actually a difference? At the end of this film. There is, yeah. I'm getting to it. I'm sorry. I've got <laughs> sidetracked. But, like, what I, the other thing I was going to say is, Chris, remember when we saw Looper, like, at the test screening for that? Like, that was, I, yeah. that was, I feel like, almost a year in advance before it, you know, before it came out. And that, like, even when we saw it then, like, the movie was pretty much done. Like, the movie was, like... Yeah. I don't know. There was some wire removal that hadn't been yeah, done yet, obviously. like for floating coins and things. Yeah, like, like that. There, <laughs> there was still some wires and some unfinished stuff like that, and like the the music was temporary. But like other than that, the movie was like finished. Like we were watching the finished movie. Um, so that was like I was expecting it to be on like that level, right? Like I was like, okay, like it's pretty far along, right? Like this movie is supposed to come out in February, so they're probably they're probably pretty far along. It's like, no. Like I don't know what the hell they were doing. Um so anyway, um and yeah, like they didn't have that awesome score in the movie, which I forgot to say like it it also had like elements of the original Predator music. So like it didn't have any of that. So it was like like there was no music for most of it so it was like even like more slow it felt like um so anyway that like last bit like where they're they have that big shootout right so in the original version which i'll say this part was better well the whole this whole part was better but anyway so like instead of getting a news helicopter they fly back in this like victoria's secret like knockoff helicopter that's like hot pink and like they, there's like a lingerie model on the side, and they land, they get in, they're like, oh, this is all we could find, you know. It's like the same joke, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they, they're all like pouring champagne. Like there's a shot of them doing 
sipping champagne like as they're flying in and so they fly into like where the spaceship is only other thing is that like so all this this whole sequence took place during the daytime and then in the final movie it was at nighttime because shane black was like it wasn't scary enough like that was his excuse anyway um so like they fly in right and they they as they jump out of the the hot pink helicopter like all this like confetti and streamers like uh like explode out and everyone's like what the fuck and um so they come in it's basically the same thing right they have big shootout jacob tremblay is on the ship and um sterling k brown dies at some point like i don't remember how he dies and like this is where my memory gets kind of fuzzy but basically the super predator like can't be stopped right so they're like all right well we need to they're like they basically say like we need to we need to, you know, take him down. The only way we can do that is if we, if we team up with the original Predators. So, like, the 80s version. They, there was, like, they had, like, three or four of them. Like, I, I, this is where I don't remember what, like, how they got to that. But they basically, there's, like... They're, like, cryogenically frozen or something like They're, like, like cryogenically that. frozen in the ship because, like, you know, remember the, the Super Predator was, like, taking trophies and shit. So he has, like... He has like four of like the OG predators in his ship, and then they're basically like they basically kind of like bond because they're like, wow, we need to fucking take down the super predator guy. Like he's trying to kill us all, and so they're all like, so they basically they team up with the predators. There's a great shot where Travante Rhodes lights a cigarette, and then he offers the cigarette to the predator, <laughs> and then like they get they get into these big like uh, trucks, and there's this there's this really um, Instead of them going into the forest, they get in these trucks and there's this big chase sequence on the trucks. And then, if you recall, the, Olivia Munn has that line earlier where she's talking about, you know, they're they're trying to, uh, there's like, hy- there's the hybridization of the predators or whatever. Um, so, like, they actually followed through on that where the the super predator or whatever, he had, like, these pods in a ship too. And he like unleashes them to fight against the, the, you know, our guys and the, and the original predators. And it's all these, like, it's all these, like, I mean, it, the idea was cool, but again, we were all watching like unfinished footage, but, um, it was all these, like, it was all these like hybrid predators, right? It was like a, there was like a spider predator and a fucking like pterodactyl looking predator and like all the like weird, like creepy crawly predators. And like, that's what they're fighting on these big trucks in this chase sequence. And then that's how they, they're all, they all get picked off. Like that's where like Thomas Jane and like Keegan Michael Key, they get, they get killed off. And, um, you know, they all get killed off and it leads up into that point where uh, the three of them, Boyd Holbrook and Travante Rhodes and the other guy whose name I can't remember, I keep, I, I want to say Christina Aguilera, but that's not it. It's the same last name though. Um, but like, remember the, those three, they end up on top of the ship, right? On the super predator ship and then it flies away and then they bring it down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So basically it just leads back up to that. And then once they get on that ship and bring it down, like that was still in there too. So like that was the same, but so the, the main, that main stretch there, instead of just having like kind of a generic shootout in the woods, they were fighting off these hybrid predators that the super predator had unleashed. Um, 
and they were doing so with the help of the 80s predators um so i i guarantee the fact that the that the good guys teamed up with the predators you know he's supposed to be this badass like evil you know he's supposed to be the villain and now like oh they kind of turn him into a good guy type of thing um i don't know that clearly did not sit well at all with the people who saw it in the test grading uh phase i i would have liked it i think i think that sounds like steering more into the goofiness yeah like it totally i want to see like tarantula predator yeah like it totally fit in line with the rest of the movie like the tone and everything so but i feel like it was that kind of like taking the 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 mythology of predator or what people expect from predator and like really like doing something different and that's i feel like it's the same reason why everyone got really upset about the the mandarin twist in iron man 3 is because they were taking this character from the comics and then like doing something completely the opposite of it and it was kind of like pulling out the rug from under you know the hardcore fans i guess um i mean like again like i thought that that was awesome like that was like completely unexpected and i feel like this was kind of like the same way where like you weren't expecting them to do that and that that that, that just totally fits in line with like the Shane Black style, and, and then, of course, like, the entire So, movie, so my so. question, though, is now now when uh, Keegan-Michael Key dies in this original one, do do they do that simultaneous shoot-each-other-in-the-head thing? Because that was, like, one of one of my more enjoyed death moments in the movie, is where they, no, like, they look didn't... at each other and nod and then, like, aim and then shoot at the same time. I can't remember if they had, like, a similar, like, knowing appreciation kind of thing but they didn't do the where they shot each other they just get picked off by the like predator spider well like one of the hybrid predators they get like thrown off the truck um but also that that like little coda at the end that like sets up future movies that wasn't in the movie either like it just Hmm. ended with um it ended with them in the woods uh boyd holbrook and olivia munn and jacob tremblay after they defeat the big super predator, they're kind of just like in the woods and they stare up. I mean, I think they were they were planning to leave the door open. Like I know that in like in the script, Shane, uh, Shane Black wanted to have Arnold show up at the very end um, and kind of do the same thing that they did in this movie, where it was like uh, he was like, oh, uh, you know, he was like he basically tells Jacob Tremblay like oh, like, you got to come with me because you're special and you're the ones who can defeat more predators type of thing. But since Arnold turned that down, like, they clearly were trying to do something else and they went with that. I mean, that was, like, fine, whatever. It was, like, it was kind of, like, it did feel tacked on and it did feel like it went on too long, but... Well, it was clearly supposed to be a post-credit sequence. Like, it's... They just knew nobody was going to stay through the credits, so they put it before the credits started. Right, right. Um... And I like that scene bugs me so much too, because how over the top that fucking piece of armor is. First of all, also <laughs> the whole the whole plot of this film is that predators are trying to move away from needing all the tech gadgets and simply absorb weird abnormalities and species across the galaxy to become the most ultimate evolved creature in existence that has natural armor in the skin and can do all these things that make it impervious to stuff. Who fucking made that suit? Like, the Predator Killer. Who made the Predator Killer suit? Why is this thing stealing it and trying to take it to the humans all because of some weird, like, fucking geo... 
<laughs> centric, like fucking whatever storyline that nobody cares about. It's like, huh, polluting the planet, huh? Let's kill all the humans and take their planet. Oh, no, predator suit, predator killer suit. Like it just, it didn't, like it, it, it was, it was a fun little like ending, but it, but if you really actually think about like, let's pretend that this made $500 million opening weekend and it's like the biggest thing since whatever. And they're like, Ooh, immediately green light, green light this next film so that we can start making it before January or whatever Carson said the cutoff period was like, if that all were true, what the fuck would this next movie be? Just this one <laughs> man in a crazy suit running around. It, w- it would be like it would be more over the top than John Wick and not in a fun way. Like it wouldn't make any sense. Just this guy with like guns as big as him dangling off his shoulders running around and just exploding aliens all day long. Like what? Hell yeah. What would this movie <laughs> yeah, be? Bro. I mean, I will say I will happily watch another one, but... I, if they did make another one, and I'm sure they won't, like that's totally. Fu- it can't not have the suit, though. Yeah, I know, but uh, are I you just s- gonna retcon it and pretend like that scene didn't no, exist? Like I'm he not- wakes up and goes, "Like I had this dream that I had this rad suit." No. Bubba. <laughs> I don't care about the suit. Like what Bad they bud. Uh, what they do with that. I'm just saying. Like I felt like that the the cast that they put together for this movie was so good, and that they like basically killed them all off except for Boyd Holbrook and Olivia Munn. Um, you know, as much as I want to see Boyd Holbrook do a Garrett Hedlund impression for another movie, like I want, you know, like I like that cast, like they, so they wouldn't come back unless they, you know, they do the, the kiss, kiss, bang, bang joke. Like, Oh, fuck it. Let's just bring them all back. And like Abraham Lincoln walks in, you know, like, I don't know, like that, like that, um, I, I feel like it wouldn't, it would like, I'm sure there'd be like new characters that were good but i i like that the cast that they put together for this so it'd be kind of a bummer that they most of them wouldn't come back other than that i don't know but i i feel like chris would be more sad a more if you had to end that way the original predator that landed they shouldn't when they're examining him they should realize it was just a human in a suit it's like arnold or something <laughs> it's like he's coming back from the future to warn about how to destroy yeah. these guys yeah it's like he's, terminator he, yeah he's cable yeah. yeah no like that no i i honestly when when it opened up i was like is this gonna be arnold schwarzenegger in here like i i literally thought oh. that was what the, <laughs> that the case was gonna be and then i then i don't like I still feel like that was what it was going to be because it's a whole body-sized pod and then a little tiny drone pops out of the top of it, and it doesn't make sense why. That's a, that's a good theory, actually. It, it, um, uh, yeah. Also, I mean, I wanted to talk about this like an hour ago, but predators, they just want some autism. Well, like, yeah, dude, it's the next step just in more human evolution, don't you know? I, I just, I, it was... It annoyed me so much that Olivia Mann has this throwaway line where she's like, hey, don't mind him. Some people say that autism is the evolved state of human beings. And then like half an hour later. It was a dumb setup. <laughs> no, it is, it, it's, it's, it's not even that it's a dumb setup. It, it's that it's frustrating that she uses it as a throwaway line to try to comfort the boy's father. And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, turns out predators are – trying to steal spinal columns from autistic children so that they can make their entire race autistic so that they can become 
super yeah, beasts? Obviously, like, it dude, it's like the plot of Doctor sense. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Okay, the vampires want to suck the blood of all the kids with The Shining because it'll make them more powerful. Duh. Okay. Well, I, I think this is like the sixth sense or a bunch of things where like maybe it isn't autism. It's just that his like insane intelligence is uh Yeah, it's like on their level overshadowing of his ability to care about it's on the level of personal relationships. It's on the level of but you think the predator makes eye contact? Here, here, here's the here's here's the thing. Also they the collect so dumb, the spines though, right? like that was from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And this is retconning, retconning an explanation for why they collect the spines. It just, to me, they have been, let's just pretend like this wasn't even talking about autism. Let's just pretend it was like, hmm, that's weird. We keep trying to hunt these humans, and it turns out all the smart ones get away. Maybe we should catch the smart ones, and then we can become, it just does there's no, there's no one-to-one translation between any decision that a predator of any kind would make, and deci- like, they're not... They were just hunting them because they wanted to capture, like, they're just trying to hunt species from around the universe, right? That's what they've been doing up until right now. So they haven't been observing things to be like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to kill any dumb animals. Well, but they have (laughs) in the original, not dumb, but in the original Predator, even like, it is canon that the Predator does not attack the unarmed girl. Like, he only wants it for the thrill of the chase. And now instead of the thrill, it's for like what I can get for beating the best, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that that's different than, like, it's not like there's a bunch of soldiers that are crazy, right? In this story, he doesn't go like, well, I'm not going to kill the crazy one because I want the super intelligent one. Like, it, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all, and it's annoyingly frustrated. Like, it, it, it I, 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 as soon as that happened, I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like, I mean, like, well, I, I've, I've told people who are not going to see this movie, I was like, oh, what's the movie about? It's about predators trying to become autistic <laughs> like that's the fucking plot yeah, of this movie they, okay but seriously that's the were fucking they, plot of this movie were they really trying to retcon that like i don't think they were i don't think they were literally trying to become autistic that's fucking exactly that's the thesis of this film they, no they because the the whole like spinal they, they want thing the genes was from the a, most a intelligent trophy. That was like the, the most intelligent person among them, and it turns out the most intelligent person among them is the, t- is the one who, if psychoanalyzed, would be put on the autism spectrum, yeah. but he's actually, like, brilliant. Right? right. I don't think that means they, like... I don't think they literally wanted to become autistic. <laughs> that's that's the essence of what this film is I, saying. I, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like, like it was just, like, if, if, they, if, they, if they Olivia saw Munn, a worthy adversary. If Olivia, Munn doesn't, if, if Olivia Munn doesn't make that statement earlier in the film... And it's just the predator recognizing that the kid is smarter than everybody else. The, it would be a completely different statement. The writing of the film is literally putting those two things together. It's the fucking writing of the film. Right. I just think you're missing that. What what she's trying to say, which I'm sure other movies have tackled, is like maybe what we think of as like a mental illness is in fact just like people who are like more complex than we can yeah, understand they're operating yet, right? it's like the relative theory I, I don't level. think i i think I, I think what you're missing in this theory is the idea that like the definition of being on the autism spectrum is like vague already right and, th- and that statement that, is questioning that's, that part. that's not the thing that i think is stupid the film uses the words and purposely says it oh the reason predators are doing anything is because they're trying to evolve hey autism is the evolution of the human species that the two things that the film makes two statements and that's all 
It's th- those two things. And when we stack those side by side, they're clearly talking about each other. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not, I'm not going like, whoa, I understand this differently. Like, this is the wording of the film itself, which is the thing that I'm being, I'm like, but I'm I mean, frustrated. The Predator with. says right before he gives them extra time to go run, he says like, I only want the true leader among you, the whatever. Like, I feel like he's not leaning on the, a true I want the furthest evolution of your species. It's just like the, the best specimen. Yeah, like the think, most you know? like intelligent, like the most like on his level, on the, you know, whoever's like the human equivalent of his intelligence or whatever. The well, alien intelligence. I don't know. That's like all it, I, what, he just what, wanted to kill like a worthy adversary and that just happened to be Treble's character. Once again, first of all, he's not a worthy adversary. Maybe in intelligence, not in physical anything, because he would no, kill... No, no, but that's what I mean, like, yeah. so worthy the second thing intelligence-wise. Is the, the, the Predators fucking came here on a spaceship that can shoot a missile that rips a hole in time and space and warp itself to Earth. No one on this planet's more intelligent than the Predators. Like, they already have all Jacob this technology. Trimble. Yeah, well, you know what? The aliens came to Earth in signs. Why, if they were, you know, afraid of water, water was their nemesis, it, why did they come to Earth? You know, you could Jake, ask those Jacob kind of Tremblay, questions all day. Jacob Tremblay reverse engineers their language with by playing with the little yeah. computer toy. He doesn't yeah. figure out a way take, to warp them off the planet with technology that didn't exist before. Yeah, take, He's simply take that, Amy Adams. reading their language. I, it, it's it's just the whole thing is the whole premise of it is stupid Take it that. doesn't make any sense and it's really really dumb yeah. and i'm sorry like naturally uh being naturally strong like uh having venom uh having crab-like skin that builds a quote exoskeleton under the skin uh all these things are traits of species that make the predator more impervious to elements, uh, stronger, all these things. They already have intelligence. Like that's but clear. what he needs is to learn how to love. <laughs> I just it, it just it doesn't make any sense why. Like it's all there for the joke of the soldier thinking that he's the one that he wants, and then oh, big reveal! It's the child. I mean, like, all all of us obviously knew that was the twist. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I just, I, it's also annoying that he had to go like, but I thought it was me. Yeah, well, you know. Well, okay, so, but do you, do you, um, do you think the, the teaming up with the Predators, that, that whole angle, do you think that's better or worse than what was No, that, that would have been fun. I mean, that's basically the plot of the next uh, Godzilla film, right? They're like, oh, fucking, let's unleash all these creatures to fight other creatures. Isn't that I what guess, the, that's yeah. going to be? Uh, sure, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah, like, I, I, I would I would have had fun with that. Um, but, like, I, I even, I, I, I was, like, the, 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 the scene that Steven uh, referenced where he's like, cool, predator, like, big predators, like, completed my mission. Now I'm just going to hunt you guys. I'll give you seven minutes, though. Like I like that. Yeah. Like it, it is. It, it was a show of dominance, and like I'm just like I've done my thing. You're here. I'm just gonna kill you for fun now. Now go run. Um, yeah, and that like that that, that that was cool. Like I I enjoyed that. It just was a thing where it's like the like anytime the film tried to insert story, it just bugged the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Sad. Well, I mean, it's you know, I only brought it up just because. Uh, I don't know. I, I obviously I like that that version better. Um, 
And it's, you know, I feel like it's kind of, it's a slightly disappointing because I know they changed it because, you know, they got these, I'm sure, you know, the, the test scores for that part were not great. Um, and they thought, but it's like, you know, the, I feel like they shouldn't try to please like everyone. Like, I feel like the majority of like, uh, of people would, wouldn't like it. So like, and obviously like it didn't really like what they ended up with didn't really help, you know, box office wise or anything. So that I feel like they should have just stuck with what they had because it would really wouldn't made any difference. So. I don't know. They probably just changed it because they couldn't finish the inf- effects. <laughs> no, man, they have plenty of time to do that. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Justice League thing where they're like trying to like give in to what people online were wanting or you know complaining about the other DC movies and like you know trying to marvelize it in some way and. You know, it's just like, don't, you know, why bother with that? It's like, if you're not going to please, if you're not going to please those people anyway, it's just like, just, you know, release it the way it was intended. So I don't know. That was just the last thing that I thought when some of the, we get some of these blockbuster movies that try to cater towards what people are saying online. It's like, eh, well, you know, I, it's like, you can't please anyone anyway, so you might as well just do it the way the director's vision is. So, Anywho. Well, I think on that note, we should leave because it's <laughs> late. None of us have eaten yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm about to turn into a predator oh, if man. I have to be in this room. Hangry predator. With no oxygen oh, for that man. much longer. <laughs> <laughs>